then that brings us to 9 a.m. on the nose and we are live from the KOPN studios here in downtown Columbia it is Community Pulse on this Thursday July the 9th Community Pulse is your local report on the coronavirus pandemic in mid-Missouri you can catch it live Monday through Thursday 9 a.m. on KOPN all episodes are then loaded up to the website also our Facebook profile and you can even check out Community Pulse as a podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcast services. Well, the issue on everyone's mind this morning is the mask ordinance. The mask ordinance, as everyone knows now, goes into effect tomorrow, July 10th at 5 p.m. It was passed 6 to 1 by an emergency vote at a city council meeting on Monday. And under the ordinance, everyone under 10 years of age or older that is within the Columbia city limits will be required to wear a mask when around people who are not household members. There are exemptions. This is hardly draconian. But here to discuss all of this with us uh, this morning is our very own public health advocate, Ginny Chadwick. She was at the meeting, and there is a lot to talk about. Ginny, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you, Peter, and thank you, KOPN, for making this space to talk about the coronavirus in our local community. Um, I'm going to start with the numbers. Um, So far, we have 12 million, almost exactly, globally confirmed cases of COVID-19. Um, And within the United States, 3 million cases, so about a a fourth of the cases that have been identified globally have been within the U.S. Global deaths now are over half a million at 550,159. Again, as we talk about the U.S. and the numbers, I always like to point out that right now the United States is ranking 13th in cases per million. Um, Oftentimes we hear it's because we're doing more tests in the United States for the current administration, Um, but the United States is ranking um, 25th in in all countries in number of tests that they're doing um, below Spain, below Qatar, um, and I'm going to mention Qatar here in a a minute again, below Iceland, um, below Morocco, you name it, many of the countries that we would think that we were doing more tests than we are not. Um, and so when we, the New York Times had an article that came out yesterday that I thought was very telling of how we are doing for case numbers. And when they looked at population size and treated each U.S. state as if it were a country, um, and you look at the world's worst outbreaks, the places that they have the most new coronavirus cases per million residents in the last seven days, and ranking number one would be Arizona, two would be Florida, um, South Carolina would be three, Bahrain would be four, the country, a Middle Eastern country, Louisiana would be fifth, Qatar would be sixth, Oman would be seventh, Alabama eighth. So we are looking at the U.S. states ranking in the worst outbreaks across the globe. Um, when we look here in Missouri at what's happening, um, we had the highest number or record number of cases identified yesterday of any day we've had since the pandemic started with 852 cases reported by Matthew Holloway. That brings our Missouri total to 26,662 cases within the state of Missouri. And yesterday we had 61 of our counties. So over half of our counties reported a new case of coronavirus identified within the county. Um, 
on deaths yesterday, we had six deaths identified, bringing our death total or the toll from um, the coronavirus to 1,097 um, within the state of Missouri, with 50% almost of our counties reporting that there has been a death. If we look at the number of cases per day, and I know that I just told you that we had record high um, cases with the 852 cases reported, we are now averaging 554 cases per day being reported in the state of Missouri. And if you look at just one month ago, one month from today, we were reporting just at 200 cases per day on average. So we have more than doubled our case numbers um, in the, the average seven-day um, trend, which obviously is alarming, I think, to all of us um, so when you look at the Missouri um, Health Department dashboard and look at the, we always talk about the percent positive case, cases and um, and still our racial demographics and our case, cases by race are hugely inequitable. Right now we're reporting 44% of our cases being um, white in the state of Missouri, 26% of our cases being of African American or black. And Again, the state of Missouri has about 8% African-American population. In cases by county, um, we look at the top 10 counties um, reported on the dashboard. So St. Louis, Kansas City, St. Louis City. Um, but we're looking and seeing many of our rural counties now hitting in that top 10. So Buchanan, Jasper, McDonald, Jefferson, Clay, all now hitting the top 10 cases total per county. And then when we look at the percent increase on the top 10, Shannon County, um, for many of you who don't know, Shannon County is in the lower middle part of our state. It's one of the dark places on our global map if you're looking at a light map. Um, but they've had 138% increase in cases. Atkinson, Livingston, Carroll County, Laclede, Wright, Taney, and Cooper. Again, these are we're seeing that this virus is now spreading and hitting our rural portions of our state and in, in masses. When we look at the percent positive for the state of Missouri right now, John Hopkins is reporting that 6.2% of Missouri cases are positive. We know that anything above 3% is considered wide community spread and is of concern. Um, we've talked about contact tracers, and I know I'm giving you a lot of numbers and data right now, so I want to jump to what's going on in Boone County. But in the state of Missouri, we have 94 contact tracers at the state level, and we know that's far fewer than we need. So when we look at daily numbers, um, the city of Columbia had a chart on their um, dashboard that is no longer there and I think it's interesting but I always do follow um, Commissioner Fred Perry posts daily on how many cases that they've identified in the past 24 hours so his Wednesday post stated that we had 50 new cases of COVID-19 in the past 24 hours breaking a record for Boone County um, we have one additional resident hospitalized so we now have eight Boone County residents in the hospital. 
And a majority of these new cases that we're seeing are in the um, younger population, so under 30, so 29 of those 50 cases. But what's most concerning, I think, for Boone County residents is that five of those new cases were in individuals over the age of 50. And so, um, you know, we often talk about, well, it's the young people, they're out and about, um, they're getting exposed, but our older residents are obviously at risk and and so much so that we had five new residents just yesterday identified in that very risky age demographic and of deep concern i think for all of us here in boone county is that we had a 27.6 percent positive rate over the last five days that means that one out of every four people right now who are going in and getting tested for COVID-19 are testing positive. Um, And that means (laughs) wide community spread for um, Boone County. Um, We have a total of 557 now reported cases. We've jumped up from, um, you know, I think the city council meeting on Monday evening, we had Um, We were broaching 500. We've popped past and now almost at that 600 in just a matter of a couple of days. And so we're seeing our adding of 100 extra cases in about four days. Um, And so the Boone County dashboard, um, you know, looking at their positive rates um, on the Boone County Information Hub, it now states that there's 745 um, positive tests that have been performed at Boone County Hospitals and that um, we have 15 positive cases in the Boone County Hospitals, again, eight of those being Boone County residents, and that our positive rates are just astronomical right now. The Tribune did a story yesterday that I think um, is very has very important details of what's happening. And, you know, I've heard firsthand stories of this. Right now, um, the MU Healthcare tested um, 600 tests in a single day, and that was topping their average of 500, or topping their their record high of 500 in a single day. So yesterday, they performed more than 600 tests, and um, the Boone County Hospital reported that they actually ran out of resources in testing. And, you know, I heard from a, a positive cases sibling who went to go get tested and and they were declined tests um, because they didn't have the resources to test here in Boone County. So I think that um, we're seeing it in news media, we're seeing it in our numbers, and we're seeing it personally that we actually Um, Like we're hearing around the country, those long lines for testing, we're running out of resources for testing, and that is not um, unique to other parts of the country, but it's hitting right here at home in Boone County. Okay, Peter, that was a lot of numbers and information. Any questions or thoughts? Yes. Um, well, if you could just uh, be so kind enough to uh, repeat some of the resources that you can use to trace the outbreak locally. It's important to emphasize, and those numbers are a fabulous segue into the face mask ordinance that we're about to discuss momentarily, uh, but it's important to emphasize uh, <coughs> that it is, here it comes, it is hitting uh, home at this particular juncture. So um, resources, if you could just repeat, uh, I know that uh, you know this is available as a for anyone who would like to hear the show again. But just to repeat for emphasis, the, the local sources that we use to get the local numbers, because 
as it comes here, that's probably uh, something very important to do, not necessarily first thing in the morning, but <laughs> before you leave the house to check on what the status of the outbreak is here in, in our community, in our proximity. Yeah, so looking at the state level, we often turn to Matthew Holloway. He is an individual that is down in um, Neosho, Missouri, who has been tracking this virus extensively and posting on Facebook. And he is in contact with many of the health departments, if not all, um, across the state of Missouri getting numbers. And so we follow him on Facebook. Um, but the state of Missouri does have a Missouri COVID-19 dashboard, and I will make sure that we post the link to that on our Facebook page. And that dashboard, um, the state of Missouri has indicated is running about three days behind in the case numbers and reporting because they want to make sure that they're getting them accurate. And so the data that is on the Missouri COVID-19 dashboard is, is typically about three days behind. When I looked at the case rates positive, I look at the John Hopkins University resource and they state that the case positive by state. Um, but if we want to look specifically to Boone County, um, Count, uh, Commissioner Fred Perry, Southern Commissioner Fred Perry, has been doing daily updates of COVID-19 on his Facebook page. He does a Facebook Live nightly, um, but I looked at the positive cases that he reported yesterday. I do also look at Como.gov coronavirus um, has a a dashboard where they're posting the total number of cases. But if you, they used to have on their dashboard a chart of every day and the number of cases that were accumulating. And that chart is no longer on their dashboard. And so unless you knew yesterday's number to today's number, you would have to, you would not know the number that it went up the day before. There is now a, a new um, Boone County uh information hub for COVID-19 that has a lot of great resources on um, the definition of COVID, the case statistics, um, cases by zip code even. So you can look at Boone County and see where the, the, the number of cases are. It has the hospitalization statistics on there and um, the up, any press releases that the city has done. And so that's where I uh, you can get the total active cases. So right now we have 231 active cases of COVID-19 identified in Boone County. Um, and that is, again, on the, the Como. Um, it's on the Go Columbia Mo maps. Um, and I'll, I'll make sure that our listeners have the link to that. Um, and as I mentioned, the uh, the Tribune posted a really great article that has details about the total number of cases that have been identified um, yesterday and the total number of tests that have been done. And that was basically speaking directly to um, MU Healthcare and Boone Hospital to get the number of tests that, tests that they had conducted. And that article reports um, that, that, you know, Boone Hospital indicated that they they did run out of testing resources yesterday and that um, that MU Healthcare did their record number of tests yesterday. And then the, the next resource that I'm going to talk about and, and the um, topic for today, and I'll try to cover it quickly because I know we're already running out of time based on the fact that we're not, our numbers are skyrocketing, is the mask ordinance and, you know, specifically on the Como website um, for the city council we talk about um, the ordinance. And so 
what passed on Monday night. And as Peter said, I was there and testified in support of the policy. So full disclosure there was an ordinance that goes into effect on July tomorrow at 5 p.m. that requires anyone over the age of 10 when they're um, in the public, and we'll, we'll define that more, to wear a facial covering or face mask. And, you know, face mask is defined as a covering made of cloth, fabric, or other softer permeable material without holes that covers the nose and mouth and surrounding areas of the lower face. Um, a cover that hides or obscures the wearer's eyes is n- or forehead is not a face mask. And so, again, it's just covering that lower portion of the face. And it, um, they can be factory made, they can be handmade, they can be um, made out of ordinary household material, right? You can use a handkerchief or scarf if you have one at your house, um, but it needs to be a, a cloth or fabric covering um, that covers the mouth and nose area. Um, the, a lot of us have seen those one-way valves that have been put in masks, and those do not count as a face covering as they allow um, particles or droplets to be released out from the mask and could be putting others nearby at risk. And so they've, they've made clear in the ordinance that masks with one-way valves do not count as public face coverings. And when we talk about where we need to wear the mask, all employees at all times must wear a mask um, that sufficiently qualifies based on the definition. And then there's clearly exempted activities of when you don't have to wear the mask. So if you're outside, um, say you go for a walk in your neighborhood and you can maintain six feet from other people outside of your household, then you don't need to wear a mask. If you are exercising at any time and still able to maintain that six feet, either indoors or outdoors, then you don't have to wear a mask. And so we've created this exemption that people indoors when they're exercising, as long as they're maintaining six feet, do not have to wear the mask. If you're engaging in any sporting activities, you do not need to wear a mask. So while in your own home, exclusively in the presence of the members of your household, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're in a multi-family structure, so an apartment complex, Um, dormitories, then you would need to wear a mask in any common area. So even if you were maintaining the six feet, you would still need to wear the mask in common areas if you are moving through that structure. Um, There was a lot of discussion and amendments that went on about personal vehicles. So when the the draft was originally written and proposed to the council, it said that any time you were in a personal vehicle, even with members outside of your household, you would need to wear a mask. The ordinance did get amended during the council meeting to strike that. And so um, within a personal vehicle, you do not need to wear a mask. You do not need to wear a mask if you're eating and drinking inside or outside of a dining establishment, so a restaurant within the city of Columbia, as long as you are able to maintain six feet from people seated at other tables. So, You know, while you're seated with the people at your table, you can take off your mask to eat. Um, If you were to need to get up and go to the restroom, um, get up to run outside to your car, you would need to put on your mask to move about the restaurant and establishment. But while you are sitting, eating, and drinking, you do not need to wear a mask. Um, 
there's clearly exemptions for anyone that has a medical condition that prohibits them from safely wearing a mask, anyone with a mental health condition, or any disability that would prevent them from wearing a facial covering. And so when we talk about any condition, they specifically carve out, and especially for those who are deaf or hard of hearing, that makes um, mask wearing a um, hindrance to communication. And that's for anybody who is um, who is deaf or hard of hearing and who they are communicating with so that the individuals they're communicating with can be easily heard and seen in their communication. Um, there's an exemption for dental examinations. Obviously, we cannot get a dental examination, examination with a mask on. Um, if somebody needs to show their identity, so if you are going to the license bureau to get your driver's license and you need to have your picture taken, if you need to get your passport picture taken, um, if you're inside of of entities that you need to show your individual identity, you may take off your mask. Um, Any time that the federal or state law prohibits mask wearing, so if they're in, in places such as federal buildings or state buildings where they prohibit a mask to be worn, even if it's within the city of Columbia, you may take off your mask and you're not violating the ordinance. Um, when you're requested by local law enforcement, I didn't love this provision because I hadn't seen it in, in past ordinances and I didn't know why we needed to address it, but um, it is an a, a, a exemption. So if local law enforcement requests you to take off your mask, you must do so. Um, so if you're requested by medical providers, emergency response personnel, obviously. Um, so in this one, is broad. And so I want to take a moment to really think about this. So when you're in a business, commercial or office setting, and not within six feet of any person, however, when you're moving from place to place in the business where people cannot maintain at all times the distance of six feet from other persons wearing a face mask. So if you are in a building, let's say, for instance, you're in the city council meeting, and you are sitting six feet apart and not moving. You are stationary. So we have our city council members sitting at the dais and they are six feet from other council members. They could take off their mask at that time. But if they were moving, they got up to go to the restroom. If they got up to pick up paper from the clerk, they would need to put on their mask as they are moving from place to place, even if they were maintaining six feet of distance. And so You know, I think that the University of Missouri came out with a mandatory mask policy for all students, but they said if they were stationary in a place, let's say the student union, and they were sitting at a table, but not eating, but they were stationary, then they could take off their mask. The way I read this exemption, that would be an allowed um, time to take off your mask. And I'm sure that there's going to be debate and discussion about that. But the exemption clearly states that if you can maintain six feet from another person and you are not moving, and they say it in the the opposite direction that I said it, um, that you do not need to be wearing your mask. And then a blanket statement of any other circumstances identified um, by the the director being the health director. So if, if the city council clearly gave Stephanie Browning the authority to make subsequent orders, formal ordinances more stringent than what the city council did. Okay, Peter, um, quickly, because I know we're already running out of time. No, we have time. Okay. Thoughts on what I've said so far? 
Well, um, I mean, if we could just take uh, our listeners uh, through the day here. I mean, these are essentially uh, common sense measures. I mean, if we were to take uh, our listeners through a hypothetical day, you get up, you, you leave the house, you do not need to have the face covering on as you leave your house. You do not have to have to have the face covering on as you are in your vehicle traveling to your destination. And uh, as you get out of your car in the parking lot, say you're going to the grocery store, you don't have to have it on necessarily. You simply have to have it on when you enter a business where social distancing cannot be, strictly speaking, observed. Um, if you are I would push that or if you're moving, even if you could maintain six feet of distance, but right. if you're in a public building, if you are moving, you need to have your mask on. Precisely. But um, as you said, where six feet of distance can be maintained, say at the gym, uh, if you're going out to the gym and they have, uh, you know, certain treadmills marked off, as we've seen in local businesses, they'll have certain tables marked off to ensure that patrons are seated uh, six feet apart at a minimum. You would not have to have the mask on while you're on that particular treadmill or while you're sitting on that uh, sitting at that particular table at the restaurant or anything like that. I mean, another hypothetical would be a restaurant. Yes, you'll have to have it on as you as the hostess seats you. Um, You can take it off while you're at the table conversing uh, with and and visiting with your guests. You simply have to put it on if you're going to the bathroom. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's something that everyone can follow. You mentioned uh, law enforcement. Um, I, I'm looking at this right now. And we'll, of course, post all the links to our website. What about enforcement of this ordinance? Um, right. I'm not Thank you. Li- right. <laughs> nope. And it's in Section 9 of the ordinance, and it's enforcement. The, the ordinance will be primarily enforced by the Boone the Columbia Boone County Health Department. Um, There is a $15 fine for any individual who does not wear their mask, and there's a $100 fine for any business that has an individual inside that is not wearing a mask. And so, and it's for each individual. So let's say a local grocery store has employees and there's four of them not wearing the mask and the health department comes in and observes that, then the business could be fined $100 per individual or $400 for not um, for not upholding the, the facial mask covering requirement by the city. Um, it will be primarily complaint driven. So, um, you know, individuals in the community can can contact the city and let them know that they um, ha- have there's an issue that they've observed at a specific um, location. And then uh, they will come in and uh, and enforce this ordinance. You know, what we know about facial mask requirements, yeah, 21 states statewide have this ordinance. Um, are mandatory any public spaces. Over 900 local communities across the country have adopted it, including Joplin, Missouri, last night. Um, you know, just adopting the mandatory facial covering ordinance increases compliance greatly. I think prior to adopting this ordinance, many people in the city of Columbia would say, when I was in the grocery store, more than half of the people didn't have a mask on who were shopping. And I think that we are going to see that turn very quickly. Um, so just social norming, when we say we're going to wear masks, it's mandatory. People overall want to comply with the law. Um, if they are not, um, you know, it is a complaint-driven health department enforced. This is not the police coming in arresting you. There's no chance of 
jail time. There's no huge monetary fine. Again, it is a $15 penalty per individual per time that they are identified not wearing their mask in public. Is that helpful on enforcement? Absolutely. So Um, in terms of the additional thoughts that you wanted to summarize? You know, Peter, I think that that is it. I am really um, happy that the city of Columbia did move forward. I have read in news media that the Boone County commissioners um, stated that they didn't feel that it was necessary for the the county to adopt an ordinance, which actually, um, quite frankly, surprised me. Looking at the Boone County numbers and the trends going up, um, I think it's important that we universally adopt this policy again. (laughs) 21 states have it, a mandatory in all public spaces. Over 30 states have some requirement. Our state is one state that does not require masks in any way at a statewide level. And those state numbers continue to rise. And the fact that our governor has clearly stated they're not, um, it is, I think that there will be more talk about whether the Boone County commissioners need to adopt something similar to the city of Columbia. Well, thank you very much, Jenny, for all of that information. We sincerely appreciate it. Sincerely appreciate all of the work that you do here at KOPN. And we'll look forward to speaking with you next week. That wraps up Community Pulse for today and indeed for the week as well. Next time we'll be coming to you live from downtown Columbia. We'll be 9 a.m. on Monday. As a reminder, you can catch Community Pulse live here on KOPN Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. We post the link uh, to the completed show on our website, on our Facebook feed, and also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We welcome your feedback. Should you have any feedback concerning Community Pulse or indeed programming on KOPN during the COVID pandemic, we welcome your questions, comments, and insights. Leave a message for us at 573-874-1139 or email us at gm at kopn.org Facebook, Instagram, or the other usual channels through which you can reach us. We discussed a lot today with public health advocate Jitty Chadwick. We will have links up on our website to the city ordinance itself, the existing health order, uh, the New York Times article that uh, Jenny was discussing about how our federal constitutionalist republic, the various states in our federal uh, constitutionalist republic stack up against countries around the world, all on the website. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for listening in to listener-supported and volunteer-operated community radio. We wish you a safe weekend. Please stay safe and stay informed, Columbia.